The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome back, everyone, to the Answers for Elders Radio Network. And we're so glad that you've been with us for this hour. And for um, us to close out now, obviously, Jim, you have been, it's like drinking from a fire hose with you. There's so much information. And so all of you, um, make sure that you check Jim out on our podcast network. He's got probably... Oh, I would imagine 25, 30 podcasts on everything you need to know. A lot of things you need to know. We're we're nowhere near everything yet. No, not yet, but we're getting there. The neat thing about Jim is, is that he's really easy to listen to. And we have a lot of fun in the process in, in a topic that's not the easiest thing for the average person to listen to either. So we encourage you to go to our podcast network and Jim, you have been talking about income. And certainly um, Medicaid, there's all kinds of rules. I've learned now about resources as opposed to assets, as opposed to income. Those are three different buckets. Um, I've learned, we've learned a lot about, you know, single people that are on Medicaid and married people if one person needs to go on Medicaid. And there's just all kinds of information. It's fascinating to me um, how why is it so complicated? Number one. And number two is, is that now um, we're going to talk about another little topic. And that is, what if they say you have too much income? That's kind of an interesting uh, scenario. Yep. Okay. So I can answer your first question first. It's complicated Mm -hmm. because politicians touched it. Pretty much. (laughs) So they've got their own agenda and it's a compromise between those who don't want to spend any money and those who feel like we ought to take care of fellow Americans, et cetera. Okay. That's why it's complicated. Okay. So, and those of you uh, listening, keep in mind, I'm glad you're listening because I have the perfect face for radio. Um, you're so funny. And, okay. So now the concept of making your quotes too much income mm-hmm. that exists as a problem again, because of politics. Back in the 1960s, when the Lyndon Johnson administration was trying to get Congress to enact Medicare and Medicaid, Mm -hmm. uh, those who consider themselves budget hawks, and we're talking Congress now, okay? Right. Those who consider themselves budget hawks um, felt like they couldn't vote for something that was going to cost the government so much money, okay? So... uh, Johnson and his allies in Congress had to find a way to garner votes of those who would not vote for it for budgetary reasons. And that was a pretty big number, I understand, at the time. I was alive, but I was, I was what, four or five or six. I wasn't watching politics at the time. I was just watching the politics between mom and dad, but that was about it. Um, so, um, but my understanding is in order to get the votes for that, they had to build into the Medicaid rules or the Medicaid law some, not to put too fine a point on it, but covering for those self-proclaimed budget hawks. Okay. okay. And you can take self-proclaimed what it is, but budget hawk, self-proclaimed budget hawks have not over the decades convinced me they really care about the budget. No, That's just their no. excuse of not to vote for that particular thing. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So in the 1960s, the, uh, the thing that was built in to get votes 
from budget hawks in order to cover their own butts back home is an income limitation on who could not get Medicaid. Okay. And I know we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but right. now that we're talking about income, we really have to fold it in. Okay. Um, so if any would be Medicaid recipient, someone who could benefit from Medicaid's program had income that was even a penny more than three times the current maximum supplemental security income amount. We mentioned this SSI and the maximum amount in our last installment talking about assisted, two installments ago talking about assisted living, okay? It's that same number, currently $841, okay? So anyone uh, under current rules whose income is more than 841 times three, which is $2,523, if I do my math correctly, mm -hmm. while sitting staring at my computer. Um, if, they, if their income is 2523.01 or more, they have, quote, too much income to qualify for Medicaid. Oh my so, God. P, now, let's, let's go back to the 1960s. Medicaid, as originally designed, was for children on welfare and pregnant women on welfare okay so almost okay. nobody who was in the original umbrella of medicaid coverage was going to be excluded because of income ah okay, okay. it was a purely political thing for butt covering and i was not kidding myself you know i was not kidding about the yeah. metaphorical butt covering being all this was Okay, with children on well and pregnant women on welfare. One, they were on welfare. The chances of their income being three times even the 1960s number of SSI right. was pretty low because SSI numbers, supplemental security income, remember, social security payments for people who don't have a significant work history or don't have a recent work history, they're they're probably low income to begin with anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the chances of them being have, having income three times the SSI number even then is almost nothing. So this was purely a way to get votes. I'm, I'm, in hindsight, I'm glad they did. Okay, yeah. this, The Medicaid program has been very beneficial for lots of people, but we are still living with that political fallacy. Okay, the, uh, well, the political the political outcome that in the real world was a fallacy at the time. Right. Okay, so fast forward. Uh, into the 1980s, so 20 some years, uh, somewhere between 15 and 20 years. Okay. Now, when long term care is being added to Medicaid, now that income limitation becomes an issue yeah. because I, your income could be at, let, let, let's just take today's number, 2523. You're not going to, if you're at 2523, you don't have, quote, too much income, but you're not going to pay for much long term care. With no. 2523 bucks. No. Okay. You ain't going to pay for much. Maybe some home care, and that's about it. Okay. So the real impact of that income limitation didn't apply to people until long term care was added to the Medicaid benefits. And today, anyway, at least in Ohio, about 10% of people who receive long term care have what would otherwise be called too much income. Okay. So some lawyer in Colorado um, 
came up with a way around this. And I know we've talked about, I've talked about it so many times, but I think you and I have talked about it, but not as an income thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Some lawyer in Colorado created what he called a qualified, and I say he, because I think it was a man, because I think I've I've read the cases, uh, what he called a qualified income trust. Um, I think he simply took the qualified uh, label from what we call money in IRA 401k. It's money, but it's different somehow. So it's qualified. Okay. So it goes into the trust. Yeah. So, so what this lawyer did was uh, create a trust that was an income pass through income goes in and then income comes out. So the trust empties itself, but at least while it's in the trust, the Medicaid, the, the person whose name was on the income to begin with can't do anything about it because he or she is not the trustee of the trust. No. It basically washed the, what I call washed the stink of income off this income. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We're dealing with bureaucrats here. So yes, Mm -hmm. uh, it is crazy. So uh, in most states, there are some, and Ohio, many states avoided it up until they jumped out of their own intake systems into Obamacare. Again, they jumped into Obamacare because they get more money through the Obamacare program if they follow Mm -hmm. the Obamacare rules. Okay. And Ohio is one of those. They used to be 209B states, meaning they opted under Section 209B of the Medicaid law. Ah. They opted to have their own income rules. I mean, I'm sorry, their own eligibility rules. Okay. And those that the states that simply follow the federal rules uh, are called 1634 because they follow the federal rules as according to the Medicaid, Medicaid Section 1634. And then there's, I don't know, half a dozen states that say, we're not doing anything at all. Feds, you just take care of our people. Right. Okay. And right. I'm hoping like eight people live in those states. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head who they are, but they're half a dozen or so out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, but with Obamacare offering more money for those who followed federal rules, right? many of the, what used to be 16 or 17, 209B states became 1634 states, including uh, because I, as Ohio did it, we were kind of monitoring what other states did. Florida did, Indiana did, Ohio did, or three that immediately come to mind. California did not. California is the biggest single, we're on our own state in the country, both economically as well as Medicaid and, and public right. benefits. Um, and bully for them. They can, they can do it. They've got the income. They could be, a, if they were their own country, be like the seventh largest in, uh, uh, economy in the world, just one state. And they're part of our whole economy here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they can do it themselves. Um, but most states are now 1634 states. So if you have too much income, which currently is about 25, 23, do not take my word on the number, do the calculations yourself. I was doing it while sitting in front of the computer without tapping into the computer, just in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if your income is more than 25, 23, you have too much income. So your lawyer would have, you would need to seek a lawyer to set up a qualified income trust. And then you have to use the qualified income trust every month. Remember, income is a monthly event. Yes. Okay. Now you may have additional income. You make a big IRA withdrawal. It's still income. You got to run it through the qualified income trust that month. Mm -hmm. You win an inheritance. That's income that month. You got to run through the qualified income trust, but watch your state's rules. Ohio has made the rules very, very complicated. If money goes in I'm there, I'm sure every state is complicated. Yeah. But Ohio has Ohio has taken it to another level. Okay? So, moral of this story for this hour is, in an in a nutshell. Okay, the moral of the story is, your your income is all spoken for if you're on Medicaid. 
If you are married and on Medicaid, some of your income may get to go to your spouse, but for your purposes as the Medicaid recipient, your income is still spoken for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you have too much income as calculated as against the uh, three times the uh, the, uh, SSI maximum amount, then you have to do a special thing through a qualified income trust, also called a Miller Trust, in order to even qualify for Medicaid to begin with. And you have to keep up with that Miller Trust every month. Jim, thank you so much for being with us this hour. You have been, um, you're such, such a trooper to explain all this to us. And for each and every one of you that are listening, I do encourage you to reach out to Jim through Answers for Elders radio um our radio program uh, our podcast you can find him on all of the major pat- podcast platforms through the answers for elders Na- radio network and um again for each and every one of you thank you for listening this hour and jim and thank you so much for being with us thank you and to each and every one of you i always say be good to each other state of ohio residents you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at jkoewler-afe, that's jkoewler-afe at protectingseniors.com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors from fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick me up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.